There are many ways people listen to Vision, including DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you're in Greater Sydney, Melbourne or Brisbane and have a digital radio receiver in your car or home, you'll find Vision Christian Radio on the station list. If you're visiting one of these cities and hiring a car, there's a good chance it will have a DAB receiver and you'll be able to enjoy vision with exceptional sound quality while you drive around. If you don't already own a DAB receiver, you'll find many models, including clock radios at electronic retailers for under $100. To find out more about vision on digital radio and whether you're within the broadcast footprint, see vision.org.au slash DAB. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our international correspondent from Family Voice Australia is across the pond at Stradbroke Island today. Charles Newington, how are you, mate? Oh, yeah, I'm great, thanks. Looking at the ocean, it's beautiful. Oh, I'm not coveting at all. I'm not jealous. <laughs> is the uh, is there much smoke haze there, mate, or is it clear? It's clearer today than it was uh, than it has been this week. Yeah, okay. It's still not still not very clear. Yep. Well, it's uh, it's great to catch up with you today, Charles, and uh, we're going to have a look at a, at a few hot topics today. Natural fire, political fire and social fire and spiritual fire. Let's start out with the, the natural fire. Of course, we've all uh, been seeing the, uh, you know, the, the shocking pictures of uh, houses being burnt down in New South Wales and Queensland. And also there's uh, an alert for WA as well today. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on what, what's happening uh, with the fires, Charles? Well, it's um, it's absolutely uh, mind-boggling, really, isn't it? The size of it, and uh, you know the fact that in New South Wales alone, over a million hectares have been blackened. Mm. That's uh, two and a half times the area affected by the Black Saturday fires in Victoria in 2009. Mm. And uh, it's you know scientists are just agog; they just can't imagine um, something of this size, and uh, and so they are understandably being generally. Um, sensible and reserved about uh, about it. This is not the time to be trying to make scientific statements or political statements. It's now's the time to be making the journey of uh, of of compassion and empathy with those people that are suffering so much as a result of the fires. It's uh, it's time to stand together and walk together through this difficult time. But um, it certainly will leave us all uh, very thoughtful as a nation. Well, it's certainly been uh, horrific when you look at the numbers. 300 homes have been severely damaged or destroyed. Three people have died. Mm -hmm. 3,000 firefighters are battling over 70 blazes in New South Wales. And weather looks like taking another cruel turn as we head towards the weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know there's lots of people praying, Charles, and and I know, you know, there's uh, been different churches that have announced, you know, different prayer gatherings. It's certainly uh, an important thing that we're praying in the middle of this. Uh, but we need to also be uh, caring for those that have been affected, don't we? Yes, I think that, you know, there are a number of things that have been happening in our society that are so confronting uh, that I, I believe that all people of, um, you know, of good and sincere faith would uh, stop and say, we have to make changes in our lives to be ready to accommodate these kinds of situations that happen, whether it's a flood or a fire or something local or something at a broader level because um uh, you know it, it it's it's it, we're being deeply challenged about living unto ourselves aren't we mm. 
you know it's it's like we can't just do that all of us all of us are feeling like we we want to do something you know we want to we want to help someone my wife's work situation has been involved in uh getting ready for the christmas period you now they'd sort of take up a, a collection in the work office and people have just been so generous because they've been fo- focusing on the families that have been uh, so hard hit by the droughts in queensland and um <laughs> and then then this wave comes you know this is the drought wave then the fire wave comes and 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 uh, uh just our hearts aren't big enough for it all but mm. uh, but but we mustn't let that stop us we've got to find personal ways of being involved whether that's just contributing to some kind of fire fund or drought fund or or or, or getting involved uh, because this is so important when, when i think about my life you know <laughs> oh, it's terrifying to think that i'm old enough to be reflecting on my life but the, the the thing that i notice is the things that have the highest value to me are the times when i was acting beyond my self-interest mm. you know when i was involved say for instance in cambodia working with people who were who were making a living out of sorting through the rubbish dump you know to try to collect plastics and things like that you can't credit the quality of life they're raising their families in this filth and as the, the tropical rains had come through it this black water that would run out of the dump out of the base of the dump and then through their hovels you know and we're just standing there looking at looking at these families who that was it and to work with them and to see them you know build a community uh, when they were moved off that dump just summarily you know without much notice uh, the government put them in trucks and moved them away and uh, they were just left in the bush with the tarpaulin, and that was all. Mm. And um, and we just made the journey with them. And you know, now after seven, eight, nine years, there's a, there's a little community and a school and a clinic and you know, mm. that sort of stuff. I mean, that that's what you live for. Yeah. You, you know, you live for for being involved in a situation like that because you kind of feel like you, so much of our society is so self self absorbed and so you know bucket listish. You know, but it's not—it's not what you actually live for. You live for those moments when you're making a difference uh, for people that really need it, and we have that now right on our doorstep. Mm. Yeah, it's so true, uh, Charles. That you know, we, we've got to think about what really matters in life, and uh, you know, serving others is so key to that. And and you yeah. know, like like you were saying before, you know, we've got to honour the fireys, the ambos, oh, the SES, yeah, the lifesavers. They're amazing, aren't they? They are absolutely amazing. I mean. You know, we should have kind of uh, sort of, you know, a, a special day or week a year where we just take time to value these people that provide community service lives. I'm amazed, for instance, at AMBOs. You know, they turn up to people's situations, the, the most difficult circumstances, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're amazing. And uh, I think that, you know, that, and the police too, you know, very often they're, they're the first responders in very difficult situations. We're all very pleased to be able to ring the police and sort of say there's trouble across the street or something like that. Uh, it, these are tough jobs, aren't they? And they, mm. they require a certain kind of heroism that, um, that I think that as a society we should really value more highly. You know, I've heard of some churches that will have a special day where they'll invite the police, the ambos, the fireys in, and they'll pray yeah. for them. They'll give them, you know, a certificate of, you know, community service, you know, and and just acknowledge them. I think that's a nice thing for for churches yeah. to do. I've I've always wanted to do that. Maybe I should. Maybe you've just spurred me on, Charles, that I should make that happen. Yeah, and I think things like you know, sending hampers to 
to the fireys mm. you know, while they're they're out there in the fire ground and they and just so that there's just something there that just you know you mm. know some mango juice or something like that that just gives them an extra bit of them to 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 get back into it. Yeah, I don't know if you heard it, Charles, but uh, in uh, in Yurunga in New South Wales, uh, there was a note left on someone's house from a, the Yurunga uh, yeah. fireys. It says, it was our pleasure to save your house. Sorry that we could not save your sheds. Yurunga RFS, P.S., we owe you some milk. I love it. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> Clever. Uh, my, yeah. uh, my 94-year-old nana lives at Yurunga and... Um, I was on the phone to her the other day, and there's a lot of smoke where she is, you know. Um, yeah. She's in a safe area, thankfully. But, uh, you know, you, you just think about uh, how how amazing it is, the work that they're doing. So, yeah, certainly to, to honour them. Now, Charles, on another note uh, we're discussing today, uh, there's other firestorms going on, and uh, Dan Tian, the Education Minister, has uh, been talking about foreign interference from countries like China. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, in the universities, you know, there's been there's been this this thing going on in Western universities that they've been consciously uh, conscious of the fact that they're being hacked and that their intellectual um, not, uh, properties, you know, their research, etc., is being is being stolen um, uh, online, and so they just haven't been able to keep the you know the the, the information secure enough that these people that that are stealing it are doing it all the time, and mm. and and so uh, you know finally Dan Tien sort of gets these universities to say, look, this is a serious issue. We've got to do something about that, and draws the line in the sand, because it's not just about the security of the universities, but it's often about national security issues or the protection of students or ac- academic integrity. Lots of these things are going in. And a few examples are cited that you know the allegations that a, a UQ professor from from overseas he's he's he forms an artificial intelligence company that's allegedly being used by China to surveil the the minority Uyghurs, and he, while at the same time he's working at one of our universities and receiving Australian government grants for the work he does. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's one example. The other example is, um, you know, a professor at the University of New South Wales who, who co-authored authored research with 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 foreign generals linked to the national their national nuclear weapons program, and at the same time he's supervising nine PhD students in their nation's top military academy, and it's happening in our universities, and we're saying it's not a problem. Mm. You know, so I think that um, you know it. it this is one of those, one of those, you know, um, deep, deep firestorms. I remember coming down uh, over the high country in, in New South Wales, and there's a place there where there's there's coal in the ground. It's on, on fire, and it's been on fire for a long time, and it's burning under there. It's burning under the ground, um, and, and every now and again, it, it it sort of pops up out of the surface. So, and you see it on the side of the road and i think this is the sort of thing there's a there's a there's a firestorm as it were of of international security great changes taking place mm. um in in you know in political associations and uh, and uh, in regions and things like that and um this is serious stuff and and uh, you know we have to recognize it so that that's um that, that's complicated issue too how do you deal with this how are we going to deal with the natural fires how are we going to deal with the political fires that are just burning away at the very fabric of our institutions and our and our forms of government well i've seen a few news stories about this but like you said it hasn't been given much media attention yet uh it's certainly a, a hot topic one to watch and i'm glad you've raised it today because i'm going to look into that a bit further myself 
yeah. another uh, firestorm is the gender and generational conflicts when we look at yeah. the, the Me Too movement. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I don't think there'd be any of us that would feel like um, uh, we shouldn't be supporting uh, um, the right of women to be safe in the workplace. And um, whether, uh, and of course, the, the, the sort of movies and, and popular media and things like that, this is notoriously a moral environment. But, um, you know, women shouldn't have to um, sort of sell their, their personal integrity in order to, to climb the ladder uh, of success. Um, and uh, so the Me Too movement has got, I've got some reason for existence, certainly. But um, Tracy Spicer is known to many people as a journalist in Australia. She, she's been tracking a couple of people in our media world that have been, that have been doing this, you know. And so <laughs> she said, look, if you've, you know, if you've got a story, um, just would you text me or something else? Mm. And she just gets an avalanche of, of responses, over a thousand responses um, of people that, you know, that, that tell their story of how they've been taken advantage of in the media. So um, what this does, though, is it, it, it really feeds the, you know, the, the gender wars between men and women because um, a, a few bad eggs, uh, uh, you know, in, in male society that do take advantage of their, of their power or whatever, um, uh, they, the whole thing is it's so amplified and, and now it affects so, so many relations, you know. And I, I think it's... You know, it's uh, it's it's been quite a hard time to be a, 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 an old white guy. You know, yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. now it's now it's just hard to be a guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, because we're, we're and we've got to just keep calm. Uh, this will settle, uh, and not get too not to don't take it too personally. Um, but um, and do what we can do to make sure that women are safe. Not you know, not just in the workplace, but I. I you know, just here we are. We're out of at Stradbroke Island. We're we're just doing the tourist thing, and here's a woman on her bike. You know, on her own, right out in the middle of nowhere, riding. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'm praying for her, but I'm also thinking that woman must be safe. You know, mm. she must be safe. It's, mm. I, I, I'm as a citizen. I, I'm part of her safety. I'm go, I, You know, I'm on watch. So, and I just want to encourage us all to be on watch in our society and to protect women and children, particularly, but the vulnerable, um, the aged, whoever it is. Sometimes I feel that about, say, for instance, a Muslim in a in a society when you can see they're walking on their own and they're surrounded, or a, a you know a black person in a, a, a in a white world or something like that. You know, we we are part of the we are part of God's soldiers, aren't we, and warriors? Mm. We're part of the safety network of humanity. Mm, absolutely. Well, Charles, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time at Stradbroke Island. Thanks, so. And once again, if people want to find out more about Family Voice, the website's familyvoice.org.au, and uh, they're also on social media. And, uh, Charles, I know that you, you're available to speak at different events if people would like to book you, hey? Yeah, sure. it be a pleasure. Good on you, mate. Thank you so much Thanks. for your time. God bless. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.